It is 8.13 in the morning. Wrapping up with us, Amanda Lawrence and Sarah Fox to talk with us about from Gorge Own, the uh, Here in the Gorge podcast series, which is based off the Sense of Place lecture series that the organization's done for a while. First of all, good morning to both of you. Thanks good for morning. coming morning. in. Good morning. Go start with Amanda first, because Amanda, you were, were part of getting this Sense of Place lecture series started. For those who aren't familiar, tell us you know, what that's about. For a long time, Gorge Owned had been bringing the community together in times of crisis to talk about ways to move forward. And at some point we realized bringing people together in times of crisis is a really hard place to meet. So what we realized is we have to bring people together so that we can collectively learn about the history of this area, the cultural and natural history. And as we started to think about that, we realized it was important for a lot of reasons. Uh, and one, and I think the most important, is that there are so many people who have moved to the gorge over the last few decades. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to stay kind of in the world that you're in. Mm -hmm. If you came here to work for in situ or if you came here for water sports. But it's a really diverse and rich area. And so what Sense of Place does is it helps people connect to all of the various aspects of the region. So you can learn about the Native American history in the region, about the Japanese history in the region, about the way the Forest Service works. And all of that helps build our sense of community. It helps build our connection to each other, our connection to this place, so that when we are faced with crisis or just when we're faced with having people visiting us, we can explain how amazing this place is and all of the different pieces that help make it up. How long have you guys been doing that now? Seven. We just finished our seventh season. Wow, I, I, I didn't realize it's been that long. I, yeah. I mean, wait, of course, everything now speeds up on me, it seems right. like, <laughs> at, at this point. So so that meant you, you've got a, a pretty good backlog then of, of topics that you've done yes. over seven years. And then there was kind of the thought of, well, you know, why not take it and make it a little more available to the general public, and hence the podcast. Yeah. So what happened there was that um, Travel Oregon put on uh, workshops last year, and they were workshops that happened across the river. Uh, Washington and Oregon were a part of it. And it was a way to bring people in the industry together to talk about ways to do tourism smartly, as there are so many people coming. Mm -hmm. And so this podcast series actually came from a t one of those teams called the Cultural Action Team that was charged with finding ways to help people understand more of the depth of the gorgeous history. And our team, I was part of that team, we decided to build off of something that was already existing and that already... Uh, so we didn't have to recreate the wheel. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to uh, do a podcast series that would delve deeper into the, some of these stories that these lectures touch on. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, at that point, I realized that uh, one of my dear friends, Sarah Fox, is an incredibly talented producer and interviewer mm -hmm. and an amazing person. And I asked her if she would be interested, and she thankfully said yes. So you take on this project, Sarah. <laughs> First, when we say podcast, maybe for those who aren't familiar, yep. even though we use it on this show because this show is a podcast, actually, after it's a live production, uh, 
what, what do we mean when we say podcast for, for those who are maybe a little older and unfamiliar? Yeah. What I love about this is that I think um, we've got two audiences. We have a, an audience that's maybe from an older generation that podcast is less familiar, but they are very into the lectures. And then we have um, the younger audience who maybe listens to podcasts all the time, but doesn't necessarily uh, isn't able to come to lectures all the time because there's small children at home needing to go to bed. And so um, I liken a podcast to basically um, when families used to sit around the radio at night mm -hmm. and listen to stories. Um, it's that same kind of thing, but now it's stories for your ears that are available anytime, any place on your phone or your tablet or your computer. Um, and so you know it's, mm -hmm. it's just a way to get radio documentary stories out there um, at you know, at your own accessible place. So, so you you take this project on. Yeah, she's had seven years of topics, Amanda, to this point. Yeah, to, to put together. <laughs> so I'm assuming you didn't try to do all seven years worth <laughs> no. of topics here. That would be pretty daunting. That would be. <laughs> so, how big a series is this going to be? So we, for this first season, looked at the lectures for this um, season and said, okay, let's pick. A handful that we think we can accomplish and, and produce some podcasts, some episodes for. And so this first season we chose four. Mm -hmm. um, the first the first story looks at uh, broadly the Japanese history here in the gorge, which I didn't realize um, really m had an impact on a national scale. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I knew some of the story and then the more I dug, the more I found out uh, mm -hmm. that this place really was an important piece of that history. Um, the second story is on the Kragrats, who some people know, but maybe not everyone, is mm -hmm. the oldest mountain search and rescue team in the entire country. And they call the Gorge home, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, the, th the third story is, maybe you've heard of Woody Guthrie? Yes. He wrote some songs about the Columbia River and that whole history almost disappeared and then was rediscovered by someone. And so we went and found that person who helped bring that back to life. And so we'll get to hear some, some Woody Guthrie and hear some of the history of um, mm -hmm. his time here in the Gorge. And then the last um, episode, which is coming together, we'll be looking at Inlu sites along the Columbia River and that history mm -hmm. uh, for the tribal, tribal life. When we come back, we're going to hear a couple of clips, by the way, after, after the break here. But how, do, how have you been involved in, in I assume an audio production in some way, broadcasting. What's the background? I I, I would consider myself, I'm probably a story hunter and gatherer. Okay. Um, my background is in multimedia production, and I like I like to listen to other people's stories and ask questions, so I'd rather be sitting where you are right now. <laughs> you're, it, it, is, I'll tell you, it is difficult when you're on the other side of it, because I've been through this. Oh, and people think it's hard what I do. I would m much rather be the one asking the questions yeah. than the one answering them. Yeah. And for me, I think um, what's been so great about this project is that I get to go in and I don't have to be the expert in anything other than listening to people tell about the things that they know way more than me and then doing my darndest to put that together in something that will go out to a broader audience. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back and we're going to play a couple clips from this podcast series. We'll talk more about it with Sarah and Amanda when we return right after this. Mid Columbia Today rolls on on a Wednesday. It's a fast-paced world out there, and since 1994, GorgeNet has kept their customers up to speed. Gorge Networks is still the Mid-Columbia's only internet company that provides 100% local customer service, from sales and billing to technical support, on-site advice, and free classifieds. To find out more, log on to gorge.net. Is it time for a switch? When it comes to internet or phones for your business or home, make a local connection with Gorge Networks, your local phone and internet service provider, for over 20 years. 
Living in a community is one of the healthiest things you can do. I could enrich my life. I have made such deep, rewarding friendships, and everybody's got a story. You don't feel alone and isolated, and that is a secret of aging well, of aging happily, and in a positive direction. The Springs Living Communities will change how you experience senior living. Visit thespringsliving.com. When you're hungry for a great pizza, head to Pietro's Pizza. Kids eat free when mom or dad buy a large pizza at a regular price. Watch a newspaper or mailbox for coupons with free item offers. Pietro's Pizza and Gallery of Games in downtown Hood River, a Northwest favorite since 1957. Whether it's home, auto, business, or life insurance, be sure to see the people at Columbia River Insurance. Representing Oregon Mutual Insurance Company, an Oregon-based company serving Oregon and Washington residents since 1894. From the gorgeous own Columbia River Insurance. Hi, this is Amber. At your party and event center, we've been helping wedding planners, venues, and individuals with their rental needs for over 20 years. We rent tents, tables, chairs, dance floors, dishes, sound systems, and much more. At your party and event center, we're always improving our equipment, like brand new outdoor tents, perfectly designed to look great and hold up in the harsh gorge conditions. So, if you're a wedding or event planner, or just planning your own party, come talk to us, because your event, wedding, or special occasion deserves the best. We're your party and event center of the gorge. Coffee for Mid-Columbia Today guests is provided by Hood River Coffee Roasters, celebrating 25 years in the gorge on Tucker Road on the Heights in Hood River. 8.23 in the morning, Sarah Fox and Amanda Lawrence joining us from uh, Gorge Zone. We're talking about Here in the Gorge, that's H-E-A-R, Here in the Gorge podcast that I think Sarah, you're launching next week, I think, is when they start yep. being available. Yep. May 18th, they officially launched the public and will be available on iTunes. We just got on iTunes, okay. so you can get it there. And uh, May 17th is our launch party where you get some sneak previews of what's to come and behind the scenes and what it takes. So how often will you release one? We will do it for four months every third Thursday. So there will be four okay. podcast episodes total this season. For this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asking you off the air. Did you have the the lectures as they were done at your location? Were were the lectures recorded, the original lectures, so where you could you know intermingle into the podcast, or is this go off in a, in a somewhat different direction? Yeah, it would have been easier to do it that way, um, but that's not how we did it. So <laughs> let me, uh, I'll give you an example. So for example, the, the first lecture this season was about the Yasui family history. And so there's a, there was a great uh, lecture and people got to learn sort of the broad story mm-hmm. of what what's the history of Japanese and Japanese Americans here in the gorge. And from that, um, in my hunting for a story, I come across a man named Homer Yasui, who's a 91-year-old, who happens to be Min Yasui's younger brother. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting with him in his office in Seattle, hearing him tell the story of growing up in the gorge um, and what it was like to be a Japanese-American and see his father own businesses. And so what I do is find personal narratives and people who were here living it and do my best to find their story, record it, and then uh, and tell it back to folks. So... Uh, it's more a, a, a jumping off point. The lectures are a jumping off point. Now, how, how long is each podcast? Um, the the Yasui one, the first one, is 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the rest will be probably a half an hour to 45 minutes. Well, I guess one of the nice things about this particular format, the podcast, is that you aren't on a rigidly timed 
position like like we are on this show. You no, know, seconds we, don't matter. You know, you know, we, 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 at 8.59, we have to leave. There's no no option for yeah. us. Whereas you can vary it and, 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 base, and really tailor it based on how the story goes. Yep. I do have some flex, which I think is important because um, the story needs to have the space to be told. And what's great is that this means when you're out doing your gardening or you're driving from the gorge to Portland and you have an hour, you throw on a podcast and, and all of a sudden that drives more interesting or that gardening time you're learning something and or you push pause and go have dinner with your friends and finish it that evening we got two clips we're going to play um that you were kind enough to send to us um first one is from is a podcast about mitchell points so sarah may for jeff plays it some background yeah so this story is um we thought it'd be about minya sui who's the first ever presidential medal of freedom winner in mm-hmm. oregon grew up in hood river um, and it ended up being about him and his father. And so this is the Japanese, um, some Japanese history from the gorge. Uh, this is Mitchell Point. Well, Mitchell uh, Point okay, is all right. the best so I, Yeah. All right. That was just the name that was on the yep. chat. So. Yeah. So what you'll hear is Homer Yasui talking about when he was a young boy driving from Portland to the gorge with his father, um, um, Masue Yasui, who the podcast ends up being largely about. So, Jeff, fire away. The thing that always gladdened my heart when we come to Mitchell Point and we're going through the Mitchell Point Tunnel. It was carved out of solid basalt rock and they had windows that overlooked the Columbia River. And you know, in those days, it took over two hours to get from Portland to Hood River because it's the winding old scenic road. And they didn't have the yellow stripe to separate the right side from the left side. So it was kind of scary, you know, because my father was a terrible driver. Sometimes he'd be on the wrong side of the road. But that's where it gladdened my heart, where Mitchell Point, we're almost home. The interspersion of, of music yeah. and other effects, how did you, you know, th- th- that's kind of one of the, the keys to making this work, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think that's one of the um, the pieces of any you know, audio story is how, how do you use the tools you have, but also know that at the end of the day, I want to have, I want to know that this story stands on its, on its own with no music, um, no, nothing added. And so, um, I added in when, when I think it helps the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I mean, m- my goal is to help people get to know Homer because yeah. this is at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. and have a sense of his, uh, personality and, and humor. And, and me also to reflect that, let me say emotion. This is the, the second cut. This is from the podcast about the Kragrats, mm-hmm. um, and it set us up on this one because this is a pretty emotional one. Yeah, I um, we we wanted to do a podcast on the Kragrats, and I spoke with a couple of the guys and said, "I want to know what you know. Tell me some stories. I need to know what story we're going to follow." And and the story of a young boy, a ten year old boy, came up because it was a fam. It was a father and son doing everything right, They're just like any of us going into the wilderness going prepared and just having an accident happen, which so often is the case, particularly here in the gorge. And so what we, what I was able to do was talk to the rescuers and also talk to the father of the boy. Within one, maybe two steps, he was so far out of reach, I couldn't grab him. He got going so fast, he just started falling head over heels. And I just chased after him. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I was like, go. I knew there was some silent spots in there, but I think though that gives a, a good sense here. Yeah. I mean, some of these stories. I mean, they're powerful. 
Yeah, and I have to, I can't give enough credit to the people who take the time to talk to a total stranger and share some of the most intimate, um, hard parts of their lives. Mm -hmm. And so I really give a lot of credit to all those people who let me come and interview them. Yeah, this is a little different than what I do on a daily basis because oftentimes I'm interviewing politicians on this (laughs) show. That's a hard job. (laughs) And, And, well, it's two different things. I mean, when I'm interviewing a polit, you know, some, especially our state legislators, et cetera, I will interrupt them. Best because I'll know. Sometimes I, I think I'm getting a line of that, that I'm not sure. I'm, I'm getting the spin instead of, of of actual, you know, in depth discussion. When we're doing an interview like this, really, you ask the question, then you have to shut up for a while, don't you? Yeah, I think that's why I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really, I, the best interview is when. Frankly, I've said on this show, the best interview, usually you can tell if you don't hear me much. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason for the name we said here in the Gorge is because my my hope and Amanda's hope is at the end of the day, this is about listening to other people and other stories and in the process, um, learning about this place that we're all a part of, whether you are mm-hmm. a farmer in Odell or, you know, work on Oak Street here in Hood River. Mm-hmm. The event coming up, Amanda, you, um, next Wednesday night, you're going to have a launch party. Yes, it's going to be at the Columbia Gorge Discovery Center in the Dalles from 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to have free food there. There'll be a no-host bar. Uh, But we're also going to have listening stations throughout the area. So you can come and you'll be able to listen to clips from the different podcasts and get a sense of some of these stories that make up this great place and the stories Sarah's been working on. And again, the first one is, which one's going to be the first one? Um, it's called Almost Home. So it's the it's what I've been calling the Yasui podcast. It's the Japanese mm. experience here in the Gorge. And this is going to be released next Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, the 18th. But if you come to the launch party, we are going to help you subscribe and get it that night so you mm. can listen to it on your drive home. And, and for those who maybe aren't familiar, because this is me the hardest part to explain to people, a podcast, when we talk about You're a pro. Our Why don't you, you explain? No, no <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Um you are on, on viable through iTunes, which might be the easiest way if you have the Apple mm-hmm. products, iPhones, iPads. That's probably the easiest way, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is. But we'll also have our website. Mm-hmm. You can go there. And what it's going to be more push of a button here. We okay. will help guide you. And if you have any questions, you can get in touch with us or you come to the launch party and we'll help you set it up. It's just it's it's audio stories just like you hear on the radio, except they are available on all these digital devices. What's going to be the name of the website, by the way? What, what? Hereinthegorge.com. Okay, so H-E-A-R, inthegorge.com. Uh-huh. Very simple. It's got all the information. And, again, I'm older. I found it's just easier through iTunes. You just search he, here in the Gorge or Mid-Columbia Today in the case of our show. And you, and it, it comes up, then you hit subscribe, and it just downloads to you all the time. Yep. And it works up again. Because starting out with four, it sounds like, over the summer. So what's the plans for continuing on well um travel oregon's been a great partner in this and um one of the things they'll be doing is doing blog posts that are associated with each episode to help people have a real authentic experience when they want to come out to the gorge um and we've had a number of awesome sponsors and partners who got on board before we even did the first interview so the hope is um sense of place is continuing and hopefully we'll make this continue as well well i see but man there's plenty of topics still left Oh yeah, there's no there's no end to topics. Uh, we're actually reviewing um, uh, requests for next year for people to speak for the sense of place. So uh, this is a rich area. You know, I would say for the continuation, it's really funding. Mm-hmm. So um, finding funding sources through grants or 
people out there listening who have a lot of money and want to help support <laughs> um, keeping these stories. But, you know, I say that kind of laughing, but it's true. Oh, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, Sarah interviewed Homer Yasui, who's 91 years old, and now his story is captured for all of us to hear and hear the story about his family and his family's persecution in the area. So yeah. Many years ago, and Jeff will remember this, we used to have a historian from Klickitat County by the name of Keith McCoy, wonderful man who is unfortunately no longer with us. Um, and we'd have him on once a month. This predated Jeff and I, and then it continued while Jeff and I were doing the show for just a couple more years before we lost him. Um, and for people maybe who remember, long-time listeners of this program, yeah, you know, he he told those stories so well. I think people will be re- reminded of that to an extent. This is a little different that you've got the interviews, et cetera, but it's in that same vein. So if you were in, if you love the Keith McCoy stories, your longtime listeners, this is going to be kind of similar for you. Yeah, a, a similar experience. Sarah, Amanda, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Eight thirty-four in the morning. Here's Jeff with the news headlines.